As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know what time it is? Yeah, you do, don't you? You tuned in. Sports Yak, the podcast. Corey Mann, Chuck Freebie, and South Bend. That's in Indiana. That's in America. Sports Yak, powered by Big and Tall Outlet on South Casopla Street in Elgar. Download the Sports Yak podcast anywhere and everywhere. Sports Yak, the podcast. This is Jimmy Shorts. Not good. Live from a studio in the heart of Music City, USA, a podcast that hopes our very human brains are somehow miraculously intact, it's SIFPOP. Welcome to SIFPOP, streaming live every weekend or available to download later in your podcast feed, unless of course you're a patron. Patrons get those perks. That's there right. Patrons <laughs> get those perks. Right on like a beat after the cue. <laughs> yeah. I've been wanting to say that for two years. Yeah. I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and I am joined by a variety of fellas today as we talk about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Yeah, this is kind of the Sinvengers Assemble uh, edition <laughs> yes, of, yes. Yep. of Sif Pop. Uh, yeah, excited to be joined by Jonathan. From Sif Pop, who does, well, all the Sins channels. I'm, I'm happy to be here, a.k.a. Hawkeye. I'm sure I'd be mm-hmm. Hawkeye mm-hmm. in this scenario. Yeah, the Sin Vengers. That's correct. Uh, Barrett's hanging out with us as well from uh, at Music Video Sins on Twitter. Hello! Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris yep. with us, too. That's uh, correct. Who's also from Cinema Sins. I happen to be in Nashville hanging out with these guys for various and sundry things, so we figured, why don't we record together for Sif Pop, which is strange in this room. Mm-hmm. It's a little like my brain is trying to... Fi- <laughs> Because I've recorded for your podcast yes. many times, the Syncast in this room, and so now when I do that, I just let you know Chris lead. You know, Chris just guides us along so yes. beautifully, and now I'm sitting in a weird place where I'm leading, and I I want to lead because I'm in here. <laughs> right. I'm like I'm like, wait a minute, why is someone else talking? <laughs> I talk 85 percent of the time. <laughs> Aaron has a Back to the Future Part Three poster too. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, so yeah. strange. It's very very strange. Uh, thank you guys. You're very welcome. On Sif Pop. I need Thank you, to, you. Do, to keep this clean, by the way. Okay, okay, I will do my best. That's right. I will absolutely do my best to keep it I'm a, clean. I'm a Sif Pop virgin, speaking of keeping things oh. clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you've never been on the show before. Never Brand new guru very on the excited. show. Excited to have you on. Uh, we're going to talk about some fun stuff. We've got a couple movies we're going to review. Uh, brand new movies out. We've got, uh, even though I keep wanting to call it Attila. It's Alita. <laughs> yep. It's Alita Battle Angel, mm-hmm. as well as Happy Death Day to you. We'll, of course, do a Sift Quest and uh, some Buried Treasure. 
Uh, and we've even got one Do We Care. Usually Andrew, who's not with us, does the Do We Care, but I did see something I wanted us to chat about before okay. we get into stuff. Um, before we even get into that, though, big reminder, one week left till the Oscars. If you haven't got your picks in for the Sif Pop Oscar party, please do that now. Uh, just go to sifpop.com and then it'll say uh, Oscar contest up I, there at the top. I put mine in a few days ago. Oh, and, nice. Uh, I mean, it's and it's going to be like I'm not missing one. So but you guys should still enter. <laughs> I don't think I got my ballot. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and get mm. those in. Yes. And what's have you gotten a ballot? No, I haven't gotten a ballot. Do we do we just enter our you own? You go to the website. Yeah, you just oh, go, you to go to the, the website. website. Okay, enter the form. Because usually, like when you do the uh, the box office thing, you send an email saying, uh -huh. "Hey guys, oh seriously. here's the link." Yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff. So, and I will actually be sending out a link to the gurus, and that's one of the fun parts about doing the the Oscar party is the fact that we, as the Sif Pop gurus, kind of get to compete against you know everybody else who listens to the show. Last year, I think 130 people wow, participated nice. in the Oscar party. Mm -hmm. So, if you want to do that, all you got to do is go to sifpop.com and then click where it says Oscar Contest, and you've got a week to do that. Uh, it's open all the way until Oscar Sunday, so plenty of time to uh, get that done. Uh, here is the Do We Care, and I need to know, okay. do we care about this? Uh, Disney just announced the showrunner and uh, the kind of idea for the Loki show that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be run by one of the writers from Rick and Morty, and they're oh, going nice. to do kind of a quantum leap idea where Loki goes back in time and tries to mess with people's lives in each episode, uh, presumably starring Tom Hiddleston. So what do we think? Do we care? Interesting, because I did not care about this show whatsoever. And I do care about the uh, them getting a Rick and Morty writer because that makes that that sort of ramps up the stakes for me. Does it make me want to get that Disney thing though? Mm. That Disney streaming service though, mm. just for one thing. So it's hard to say whether I care or not, right? Because. I may still not get the surface, even though that there's talent behind this. Yeah, how? When is this supposed to be coming out? 2019 is all they've said. Okay, and presumably they're going to have everything under, which is everything now, like Marvel, Star Wars, like all that stuff under that service. Correct. I think so. Yeah. They may shift some stuff over to Hulu because they'll own Hulu too. There's yeah. There's a rumor that the more adult, like the like the Hollywood pictures and like the stuff that's more adult or the pretty woman or whatever, or the you know? Fox stuff yeah, that they're Fox acquiring. Stuff, yeah. yeah. might go to Hulu. So, wait a minute. So do they own Hulu outright now? Or? They, well, they will, when the Fox deal goes through, they will own a majority state. Yeah. In I was it, about so to they, say, cause it was all the state, all the different, right. Uh, they'll own 66% of it, which means they can, they basically own it. Yeah. So they can do what they want with it. So um, they'd be taking that stuff off all the Marvel stuff that's on Netflix right now. It's gone. They would yeah. be taking that off. Uh, any other service that you would get to it besides maybe Comcast in which you'd have to pay anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, if if so, I'll probably be invested in this service uh, just because almost out of necessity, you know? If yeah. I want to watch Infinity War, Black Panther, or something like that and don't own it, um, then I would go to, go to this service. So this would be like another thing that I could presumably watch. I like the idea, which I didn't hear until right now, the Quantum Leap style... Uh, aesthetic to it, and I too think Rick and Morty Morty is uh, is brilliant. And so what a perfect combination! Yeah. I mean, if you've seen Rick and Morty and you've seen some of the the meta stuff they do mm -hmm. with time travel and that, like that could be really fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, it's the second show on the service that I'm excited. The Mandalorian show sounds really interesting to me. The Star mm -hmm. Wars show that John I know Favreau's doing. doing that, right? Yeah, Favreau's doing the Star Wars show. So 
I have a kid, so I'll probably be getting the service. But uh, <laughs> it's supposed to be cheaper than Netflix, too, is what, That's they're, what saying. they're saying. So I don't know what that means. And then Criterion and Warner Brothers are both going to have services coming out this year, too. So it's it's, it's going to get crazy. It's getting to the point where having all the services are more expensive than just going well, ahead and, and buying all the stuff. And yeah. I wonder if eventually there's going to be like a streaming cable package, like where they'll get together and it'll be like, you know, through some company, you'll pay 40 bucks yeah. a month and you'll get Netflix and Hulu. Seems like and we're you'll get that some, way. And then you'll get some random bass fishing uh, streaming <laughs> yeah. channel that you don't want. It's just going to turn into cable all who, over. Who would not want that? <laughs> exactly. I like my uh, bass fishing. When I heard th- this this show, when I heard they were doing like possibly a Loki show, and then what was the other one? Possibly like a, a Scarlet. Yeah, uh, Scarlet not, Witch. Not Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Witch. Yeah, yeah, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. It is Scarlet Witch. Uh, oh, not Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Johansson. Okay, but it's this, not Black Widow. This Correct. Didn't, it didn't interest me that much. This makes me more interested. I, I still don't know. I don't know how invested I am in it, but it still makes me more interested. And I'm almost positive I'll have the service, so I'm sure I'll watch it. Are you guys Trekkies? Like, yeah, I am. So do you do CBS All Access because they have the new Trek show no, on there? No, actually, um, I I have not done it yet. Um, I, I'm going to have to do it with Twilight Zone, though. I don't think I can resist with Twilight Zone. Um, I watched the first couple episodes of Discovery, and I, I still I want to finish it, but I don't know how invested in that I am. But um, I think when Twilight Zone comes out, there's enough on there to where I'm going to get it then, and then I'll watch Discovery also. Uh, that's kind of where I'm leaning right now. And then there's another... Uh, there was something else they're doing that looks amazing that's coming out later this year, and all of a sudden I completely forgot. You're talking what it was. about that new Jordan Peele. Twilight yeah, that's Zone. the Twilight Zone. What I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, and then they announced something else that really interests me. There's apparently a Kevin Williamson show on there now too that sounds pretty interesting. Something about modern day fairy tales. Um. So, but no, I I have not got it to answer your question, but I plan on it. Either of you guys do any of the like the periphery streaming services? Um, <laughs> like, what's your streaming list? You know, you've got I Netflix have, and Hulu, maybe? I have Netflix, I Hulu, I have Amazon Prime, and I also have PokerGo. <laughs> I have all those I, except for PokerGo. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't have PokerGo. I do have Shudder. Um, I did sign up for Criterion. That doesn't come out till April, oh. but I did, I did do the charter. And got a pimp movie. I've got movie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> movie. Right. I have movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I guess Shudder is the only one outside of the main ones currently I have. But I have a feeling I'm going to have CBS All Access and Disney. And I'm sure Warner Brothers is going to be very tempting. Yeah. Because that library is unreal. Mm-hmm. Movie does not sponsor this podcast. But if you're listening, movie, mm-hmm. feel free to give me a call. <laughs> Absolutely. That'd be, that'd be fine. Yeah. We would love that. It's a great service. Uh, yeah, I think overall I'll probably have to get Disney Plus. I can't imagine even just for the my Pixar love alone. Oh uh, yeah, you yeah that seems I, like I made just can't for you. I bet. The, uh, here's what I want: Are all the Pixar shorts going to be on there? Because that sure would, they be would be awesome. Like that's that's a really fun collection just to have at your. Fingertips. And I look forward to some of the older live action Disney movies. I'm hoping they put a lot of those on there. I know Turner Classic and uh, our friend Leonard Malton. Um, host this a lot of the times. Turner Classic will have a night every couple of months where they'll show like some 60s and 70s and 80s Disney movies uh, that you don't get to see that often. So I'm hoping they're going to get some of those like Black Hole and Watcher in the Woods and, Mm -hmm. you know, all that fun stuff. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Sorry. I know I'm not everybody here, but I have have every Pixar on Blu-ray right now. Yeah. And I don't have the shorts, uh, the like the ones where they've made the, uh, you know, the collections. The collections, whatever, But yeah. I've obviously got all the shorts that come before those. Right. Um, so uh, for people like, I mean, all that stuff, all that Disney stuff that we've just talked about, I own 80% of it already. So to, to want to go onto the streaming service, it better be like some really good TV shows if I'm going to go on that service. I mean, the point. Star Wars, I think there's going to be a lot of Star Wars stuff. So if you're a Star Wars fan, I, I would imagine that would be fun. Yeah. 
We'll see. I mean, yeah. I, I'm going to wait until I hear the verdict on these things before yeah, I actually sure. get the streaming service. So. I become less and less uh, convinced that there will ever be one source for for all that. So I used no. to think like, because like with music, if you go to Spotify, pretty much that's all the music, right? Mm -hmm. But and so I used to think, well, they'll figure it out for video too. Somebody will, you know, get everything at a price that makes sense. 40 bucks a month or something and you get every movie every mm -hmm. i just i don't think it's ever happening i mm. just think everybody wants their piece yeah the well i really i mean i think eventually they are going to have like these like like the sling or youtube cable version of like with streaming packages attached because i think that's the way they have to go and then but then you got to pay for the internet too which is what a lot of people mm. don't seem to think about when they're like hey we're going to cut the cord mm -hmm. now you got to get some really good internet if you want to keep streaming yep. and then sometimes on some of these services you have to pay more to do it on extra televisions so unless you're all just because there's times where me and my wife and daughter are watching three separate televisions yeah actually that's every night pretty much mm -hmm. so you know yeah. <laughs> sounds like a very close-knit family jonathan yeah we are we uh very close occasionally you watch something together oh, though for right sure, for okay. sure, for right. sure. For sure. we have movie nights there you go uh well that's gonna wrap it up for do we care let's get into our first review this is alita battle angel does it bother you that I'm not completely human. You are the most human person I have ever met. Didn't I tell you to be home before dark? I just lost track of time. Alita, you have to be responsible. You are someone very special. Hey, kid. Not just a teenage girl. Hey, what's your problem? You can't remember. What do you mean? Doc found you in the scrapyard. So you must be from up there. Set several centuries in the future, the abandoned Alita is found in the scrapyard of Iron City by Ido, a compassionate cyber doctor who takes the unconscious cyborg Alita to his clinic. When Alita awakens, she has no memory of who she is, nor does she have any recognition of the world she finds herself in. As she learns to navigate her new life in the treacherous streets of Iron City, Ido tries to shield her from her mysterious past. Alita uh, Battle Angel was written in part, at least, by James Cameron, and I think originally he was thinking he would direct it and do that whole thing handed it off to uh, robert rodriguez mm -hmm. who ended up directing it um and what did you think did you like it dislike it hate it love it it was just okay i disliked it disliked it what do you think jonathan um i actually quite liked it i i'm not quite to love but i'm firmly in the light high side of liked it uh, I'm on the low side of liked it. Gotcha. I did like it, but there's a, there's a lot wrong with this movie, I think. Uh, let's start with some of the good stuff. What are some of the things you really enjoyed about this movie? Uh, special effects are amazing. Yeah. Yeah, visually it's impressive. Uh, they, they pulled it off? They really did pull it off. Nice. I mean, the, the uh, Uncanny Valley stuff that you're worried about with that first trailer that they came out with, not there. She looks as real as possible except for the eyes the eyes i think are are there to tell you that she's not completely real right. it's intentionally it's intentional kind of, yeah. yeah so like so like that's the only thing about it where you're like okay definitely not a real person but everything else the way the hair blows in the wind and you know, the way she moves is very smooth and everything. Excellent job on that effect. Well, and it looks great, and also the action set pieces are really fun to watch because mm -hmm. it looks great. You mm -hmm. know, there, there isn't, there's a, for me, there was just enough of that 
like slow down, slow mo, and then start it back up kind of thing that we see a lot in these kind of action movies. It didn't feel overdone to me. It felt the perfect amount of, oh, I wanted that slowed down so I could see how cool it was that she was flipping through all five of those, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I thought the the action set pieces were, were really well I done. Agree. I agree. I, that was one thing I really enjoyed about it. There was a good three or four really just fun action set pieces um, and I also felt, unlike what we've complained about in the past about these superhero movies, I felt like I could kind of figure out who had the advantage in each mm. of the fights, which is something I've had problems with with a lot of these Marvel movies and sure. stuff. But uh, I felt here it was it was fairly clear, as clear as it could be with a bunch of CG fighting. But I, I thought the fighting looked good. I loved the the bounty hunters. Like I liked that whole cr- which I was surprised to find out who some of those actors were afterwards. But, so was uh, I. Like Jay- Jackie Earl Haley. I, that's what I, I I leaned over to Chris after the movie. I was like, who is Jackie Earl Haley? I saw his name in the credits. I was like, who is yeah, that? Yeah, he was the well, he was the villain. He was the big guy. The big right? guy, the right? Mershka or whatever. That's funny. Yeah, but um anyway, yeah, so I, I, I definitely liked visually. I liked the action. I was impressed with Rodriguez. Um he's made really fun movies. I don't know that he's ever made a movie that I've liked this much. I know Chris is obviously not going to agree with that. <laughs> I mean, he, uh, this is this is actually as much as I dislike this movie. Yeah, one of his best, most accomplished type of big and, studio film. And I love a lot of it. Like I really enjoy From Dust Till Dawn and Machete, the first Machete, mm-hmm. Machete, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spy Kids, uh, Desperado is fun. I mean, he's made a lot of fun movies, but this just seemed like a a step up for him in a way. Do you think some of that has to do with Cameron like starting the ball rolling and are we, get, are we getting into negatives now? Well, <laughs> well, it's funny. It's funny. I feel like Cameron is 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 like a a major force in this movie. You can see his fingerprints all over. Well, it. and the the Christoph Waltz is named Dyson, uh, yeah. just like the Terminator. Yeah. Uh, so like I I I felt I haven't looked into it, but I'm assuming that's that's him being like oh he's sort of like a descendant of Miles Dyson yeah, of yeah, some yeah. sort or whatever. Um, Vaults is good, by the way. Yeah, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's hard to. It, it's definitely a very Cameron film. His well, the characters are very. A lot of the characters are very cardboard, very mm-hmm. stereotypical. Which is even in his best films, you have that problem. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's good. I mean, Titanic, simplistic, very simplistic. Yeah. I guess that's the best way to put it. Like, Titanic's got that problem. Mm-hmm. Like, if there was just. Somebody else wrote that script. It would have been so much better. But um, and I kind of I mean, that was a problem I had with this. Yeah. Especially a lot of the stuff. I thought that Alita. What is the actress's name? She was just in Rosa Uh, Rosa Salazar. Salazar, I think I mean, she does a very I guess she's doing is she doing mocap, I guess. Or I'm assuming it's a whole process that they invented. Okay, so it went beyond mocap. I read an article about this uh, where they literally it, it was a more immersive process that they, they were able to get like all of her features, all of her movements mm-hmm. in real time, and then completely fabricate that digitally. Um, so that's why I was I was interested to see this. Um, especially, you guys saw it on IMAX, right? Yeah. I, I did I, not. I, I saw it in 3D, but it I didn't was, see it on well, IMAX. I mean, you know, fake IMAX. Yeah, yeah li- fake IMAX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would, I would want to see it in that uh, sort of environment just to kind of get the full effect of, of all the work that they put in. I'm it. actually glad I saw this in 3D. It kind of just, the my the the showtime, I had to go see it in 3D because um, I normally don't choose to do that. But I think this I hate was, it when that happens. This was a movie, though, I think, that 
was probably was probably worth seeing. Well, in 3D. we saw it in IMAX 3D. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, I haven't seen a movie in 3D in a long time, and it reminded me why I love that format. Why I wish more movies could do it well. Mm-hmm. When, it, when it's done well, reminded me of how much I hate 3D. <laughs> <laughs> For me, there's nothing. There's nothing in a two-dimensional um, movie that can simulate like real depth, like real height and distances the way 3D can. Mm. And there are moments where you're, you know, thousands of feet above the ground that you just you just can't feel it the same way in a 2D. And that's the only time it works for me. Yeah. Is, is seeing that kind of perspective. Anytime where there is like, oh, we're going on a roller coaster or uh, you know, or like uh something's coming right at me. Yeah. I don't like any of that. The the depth you're absolutely right. Yeah. I I still think it's a tool that if it could be less of a gimmick in directors could like I think of um what was it? Was it Hugo that Scorsese did? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He used 3D so well in that movie, and it was obviously he was using it from an artistic standpoint, not just a, whoa, look at the things, yeah. you know, kind of thing. So I think it could be a tool. I think the glasses are the main issue, because it dims the screen, yep. and it becomes, a, you know, it's an object on your face. And well, and especially like, when, I mean, I wear glasses, so I'm right. putting glasses on top of glasses, well, and yeah, that's you're all you're already losing, I think, about 50% of the illumination. Yeah, and I already can't see well. Uh, when you're when you're running a movie through 3D in the first place, then you stick glasses on. Now this the picture we saw was actually pretty decent, so it, it didn't feel like it was too dark. Uh, they may have gotten some things uh, right in that theater or whatever. I, yeah. I had never really seen it that bright before in a 3D uh, IMAX before, but um, but they did a pretty good job there. Uh, any other positives that you guys wanted to bring out? I think from I'll just say this: I think the world building in in this was really good yeah. for me. One thing yeah. I, I look at in movies like this is when I get to the end, am I like, do I want to see a sequel or not? And I got to the end of this, and I was like, I want to see the next movie. Mm. Like, I want to see I want to see where this world goes. <laughs> I want to see what happens. There is a little bit of sequel baiting in this movie, which yep. is always a mixed bag. I don't mind a little bit of it, but this was a little bit more than I like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did come out going, I, I do want to see the second movie. I liked. I, I just talked about. Sal, I mean, I kind of mentioned Salazar, and I kind of mentioned Waltz. I really liked that uh, relationship. Yeah. Um. I don't. I'm not positive the movie completely earns it at one point, but I. I, I liked the almost the father daughter aspect to it. I. I found a lot of that touching. Um. For whatever reason, but uh, I. I got into that. I thought Waltz was really good. Um. So I really enjoyed that aspect of was it. Was he that the would best be a performance? Positive. Um, every every uh, other performance feels it, very. I I feel like it's best perform. I mean, not that he's bad or anything. I I think he's quite good, but it's by default because a lot of these characters are either CGI representations or they are pushed to the side. I, that leads me to a negative. By the sure, way, sure, yeah, go for it. Because the 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 waste of Mahershala Ali in this movie, uh, waste of Jennifer Connelly, I think. Uh, a lot of the big name actors that are in this, and was that Edward Norton at the end? No. Who was that at the very end that pulled off his mask? Uh, yeah, I, I just it reminded me of James Cameron. Oh, <laughs> it could be James. Cameron. No, I no, don't no, think it, I don't I, think it was. I, I, but I it didn't know. Like him to I me. didn't know if we were saving that for spoilers. But well, that, that's probably yeah. There is probably a spoiler there if we go too deep but into it. That is one hundred percent Edward Norton. Oh, is it? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I was about to say it I couldn't be anybody that. else. No, I, and Robert Rodriguez is already, and he said that he did that on purpose. He mm. wanted he wanted a big person for that. Yeah. That so bit. like it, huh. it's one of those things where you, where you're like, oh, the mask, the, the surprise is the actor. <laughs> it's not really the surprise as a character or anything. It's uh, but uh, wait, Casper, fuck. <laughs> Casper Van Dien's in this movie. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Is he like a like Michelle a prominent character? In, well, yeah, he's one of the. Um, isn't he the the main robot guy or what do they call cyborg guy he plays a character called amok mm-hmm. i really i don't know who that was and uh, he runs <laughs> therefore he runs amok mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nice um yeah i think for me i i really just found myself enjoying the experience of this movie mm-hmm. And every yeah. once in a while, I get distracted by how silly and ridiculous some of the stuff is, and how it doesn't make sense, and how stupid yeah. the sport of motorball is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, oh, stuff yeah. like that. No, that that's a good way to put it. And I I highly enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. I know it's all surface level, though. Like, I mean, I, I'm I'm, but I would totally watch this. Yeah, again. motorball. Like, I had a really fun, motor, which was a complete rip off of roller uh, rollerball. Oh, yeah, rollerball and <laughs> yeah. Quidditch and Quidditch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's roller quidditch. That's yeah. basically what it is. Um, it, it, yeah, and and we can maybe in spoilers we can even talk more about why that sport doesn't make sense and some of the more the details of kind of stuff that's going on here. Mm-hmm. But I would find myself going rolling my eyes at stuff, and then immediately within five minutes going, "Oh, that was kind of cool," mm-hmm. you know. So it's kind of one of those movies where e- even though your brain is aware, it's you know it's turning to mush a little bit. It's having a good time while it's turning to mush. Well, and, I, and, I, and like and we talked about uh, Jeff Fahey also pops up as yep. one of the bounty hunters. I was like, man, why couldn't he be in it more? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was another thing about this movie that kind of got irritated where all these cool people would show up and then they'd leave. But uh, I did, I did really like that the whole bar scene, yeah. where I guess Jackie Earl Haley comes in and that whole fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed that quite a bit, and that actually got like I mean I wasn't in a full audience for like a full, it was like an afternoon movie. There's probably like thirty people in there, but that, that actually got some cheering, which was kind of not for me. Oh, interesting. But, but there actually there was some clapping going on, which I'm starting to think that's just a thing about where I live. I think mm. there's a lot of clappers in my area of town. But <laughs> uh, seems like every I'm movie I watch with movie yeah, clappers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The city of movie clappers, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, I think I think it's an exciting movie. Like I just think there's, it just, I don't know. I was I was into it. This usually isn't my thing, but I was really into this for some reason. So, what would you recommend to somebody else? Uh, sounds like both Jonathan and I would say go see it, have fun yeah. with it. Decide what would you say? Would you say stay away, wait for? I mean, you, you if you're interested in a movie like this, go ahead and see it. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to warn you off of it right. or anything. Uh, it's not it's not so bad that like you know oh so so terrible um but uh i don't know i i I think i was expecting more uh from its story and there are things about the story and i'll get into that in spoilers that uh that i i dislike and they do this in movies a lot these days uh so uh yeah anyway i I will say i i I think another negative maybe and i think this is non-spoiler i i didn't really know what i was rooting for at times Mm mm-hmm I don't know if you guys felt that too. Like yeah. I, I, I mean, there is a lot going on, but I don't think there's a lot of focus to one thing. There isn't, and that was a problem I had with it as mm-hmm. well, which we can go into more detail. But. Yeah, you're right. Really, beyond very surface. Here's the good guy. Here's the bad guy. You know, here's what's. Ha- I mean, there's really not a lot. No, of and and the villains. Motivation. The villains are kind of fun, but they're not really set up in any way. Mm-hmm. Like they're not. We don't really know much. I mean, we just get keep getting told that there was. There was a battle, mm-hmm. and this is the last remaining, you know, 
airborne city or whatever it's supposed to be. It looks like a garbage dump. But mm-hmm. It looks like I mean, it looks like Wally, only it's not completely trash yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. We actually called it an alien spaceship in the music video. It's totally not. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but we didn't know the movie hadn't come out yet. No, and I, it, and it and looked, I don't it care, looked, man. Yeah, it looks like an alien spaceship. Anything that's ten, a, a music video that's <laughs> related to a movie that I haven't seen, I'm gonna send that thing. Yeah, a, a, on its own terms. Same thing happened with uh, Suicide Squad, the Twenty One Pilots yeah. song that was mm-hmm. off that. I was like, I'm gonna send what they're showing me of this movie, and and <laughs> and then my my dog, who was the only person listening, just like <laughs> left the room. Mm-hmm. But I, but I think that was my biggest negative was just the lack of focus. Like mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of it's like they had a lot of cool ideas, but they didn't really have. I mean, it's like, is this supposed to be about the sport? Is this supposed to be about them trying to get up to this ship mm-hmm. or whatever it is? Yep. Is this supposed to be about them staying where they are but defeating this villain? Is it? Is it? Yeah. Is it to become a big motorball champion? Yeah. Is it? You know, like they keep it. They, yeah, they keep saying, uh, you know, we want to get to whatever they call the place, the, mm-hmm. the spaceship that we're calling. They call it the Z. What is it? Is it starts with a Z. You have some Zolan or something, something yeah. like that. They they're yeah, like Solemn or Zolan. Zolan. Yeah. That's what it is. They they keep uh, they keep saying we got to get to that, and then then you find out oh you got to do a lot of stupid stuff to get to Zolan. <laughs> Or you can't get to Zolom or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. world building seems good. The story building, not so much. Yes. Like, it's, it's kind of how I would figure but it I'd out. But I'd be really interested to see a sequel because maybe they would figure and that's that where out. I'm yeah. at. that's where I'm at. I'm like, I like the world enough that I kind of want to go back. Yeah, and, I, and I, I like Waltz and Salazar. I mean, I like the characters for the most part. And, uh, yeah, I'd watch it again. The only other thing that uh, I haven't said that I wanted to say was it is surprisingly violent for a PG-13 movie. Mm. Yeah, I actually um, thought... Because I don't pay attention to ratings unless I'm taking my daughter, and I didn't take yeah. her to this. So I was actually thinking for a second, like, is this R? Now, a lot of that's, I mean, there's some extremely disturbing stuff that happens, like, off camera. Like, it'll lead yeah. right up to it, and then it'll cut to reactions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know that that's, a you know, a, a ton better if you're, you know, looking yeah, but at your kids or whatever. It's, but, it's violent. Like, there's yeah. some, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, weapons going through. Through people, I, I mean, you could call it dismemberment. The movie, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It's all, it's all, it's pretty much all CGI, though. I think that's the reason why they get yeah. a pass on all of this. If this were real people, quote unquote, then there would be, an, it might get an R rating. Um, but because it's cartoony, you uh, you get a pass. Yeah, interesting. She, she just wanted the, to throw that she out puts there. The, the toy dog blood on her face. That was a. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was an interesting. That was an interesting choice. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. dark, man. <laughs> it's dark. That's dark. Uh, did you guys have anything else before I, we moved on? I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, we uh, we will certainly get into uh, some spoilers for uh, Alita: Battle Angel uh, in the Sif Spoil episode, uh, but for now, let's move on to reviewing Happy Death Day to you. No. Way. Dude, did you hear that? Oh, what? I don't believe this. It's Monday the 18th again. Go. Stop global warming. Go. I thought it ended the loop, but I'm back. Oh my god. Everything's different. This time, it's coming after all of us. If you don't reset the day and try again, they're dead for good, aren't they? So I'm gonna have to die over and over again to save all of you. I mean, I guess you could just reset the day yourself. Genius idea. 
When Tree discovers that Carter's roommate has been altering time, she finds herself once again the target of a masked killer. When the psychopath starts to go after her inner circle, Tree soon realizes that she must die over and over again to save everyone. This is Happy Death Day to you. Of course, the sequel to Happy Death Day. Uh, mm-hmm. Was that two years ago Yep, that yeah. it came out? Uh, brings back Je- Jessica Roth. Yeah. Uh, and pretty much everybody mm-hmm. from yeah, the first movie uh, coming back and reprising their roles in a few different ways uh, in this movie. Uh, so, did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Um, I, I've kind of gone back and forth with this, but yeah, I, I loved it. I had an insane amount of fun with this movie, so I'm just going to go in the love category. Loved I'm not it. saying it's perfect, but I did. I loved my time with it. Exact same here. Yeah. Loved yeah. it. And yeah. there's there's some th- things about it that I don't like, and we can get into that in the spoilers, but uh, but overall, I don't think God, I've had yeah. more fun in a movie in a while. I know. I agree. Three for three. I'm in the loved it yeah. category oh, as well. Oh, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Because I really wanted this, this to be good. So yeah. I'm very excited right now. And we're going to spoil it for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like you guys. I certainly recognize some issues that I might have with the movie, but it is just, I. there's a lot of laughter. Mm, there's a oh lot my. of fun. There's tears. Um, there's tears. There's drama Like that works. Th- and this is where I want to yeah. start. This is where I want to start with the positives. Jessica Roth is going to win an Oscar someday. Mm. She is so talented. In this, what could be B-movie horror flick, she's yeah. delivering some real stuff. Mm-hmm. I agree. Stuff, you know, um, with you know her emotions about her mother in this are, I mean, unbelievably real. Her emotions with <laughs> with frustration mm-hmm. are, I don't know that I've ever like seen that emotion portrayed <laughs> so well. Yes. Oh, that whole, when we get to spoilers, like, yeah. we'll talk more about that scene, but mm-hmm. I just, I was so impressed with her. Yeah. I think she's phenomenal. Yeah. And I'm wondering, I'm hoping that, hoping that, uh, you know Hollywood is watching and she's going to get into some other stuff because I haven't really seen her in anything other than that first Happy Death Day. No, she was in one of those like I don't know if it was actually a Nicholas Sparks book that was adapted, but she was in one of those. She's also one of the colored dresses from La La Land. Oh right. yeah, she's in La La Land, that's right. But since Happy Death Day, <laughs> that's I her official credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since Happy Death Day, I haven't seen her in, unless it's that Nicholas Sparks movie yeah, that completely no, I haven't either. skipped by, but um, I want I want her to be a megastar right now. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, so. she's phenomenal. Uh, what are some other things you loved about the movie since we all loved well, it? We talked about world building in Alita. The world building here for is crazy good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- this... Oh, my God. Like, I don't know. Christopher Landon wrote and directed the first one. He wrote and directed this one. Um, and I don't know if he actually had this idea when he was making the first one, if they made a sequel, I have no clue. But this feels insanely organic. This feels mm-hmm. like this just feels like chapter two. Yeah. I mean, they they go into just what would happen after this. Cause I was like, I think you said this on Sif Pop when you guys were doing the 2019 preview. Were you the one that said that you were really curious what a sequel to Groundhog Day would be? Yeah. Because they've never done that. Like right. they've never, even though there's been all these different movies, they've we've never had a sequel to one of these mm-hmm. movies. And their decisions, I don't know how much we can say right now. Their decisions of what to do, I guess, to kind of go into the explanations of the loops and everything, makes perfect sense that that's where they'd go, and it's actually interesting. Yeah, like it's and it doesn't immediately fall apart. You know, no, you can actually no. think about it a little bit, and 
I was so worried. Right. I was so yeah, worried. Right. Like the way they started this off, and and then they started like you know, well let's sort of explain some things, and then let's uh, and I was like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> this is what yeah. this is what sequels do, right? And it's not going to be good. Um, they could have also gone the route of it's the just the exact same thing over and over again, like had the hangover syndrome where it's right. just like, well, they loved the, the way it was in the first one. Why don't we just do the exact same thing in the second one? And they didn't do that. Yeah, um, and I mean, and I guess you could talk about how coincidental it is that Ryan, the the guy who's only who's very rare, who's not in the first one that much. He's just the uh, for those that don't know, I think the I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's like Pi Vu or Pi Vu yeah. as the actor's name. But he's the one in the first one for those that have seen it that busts in on mm. them. He's the roommate. Yeah. And uh, the movie has is kind of ballsy actually. Choice of starting off following him for a minute. Yep. Uh, which actually was cool, mm-hmm. and um, you know, so that's a little coincidental, but it's still, but it works. I mean, yep. and I like the actor and I like the character, mm-hmm. so uh, I had a good time with all all the choices they made for the most part. Well, and that was the thing about bringing everybody back too yeah. is you get to uh, you get to experience them in a different way, and you know, I, I think of that first Happy Death Day, and I think of it as Jennifer, uh, Jessica Roth's movie, which it is. Yeah. Um, but to bring all these people back and give them something more to do, I'm going, oh, no, this is an ensemble piece, mm-hmm. you know, which I hadn't really thought of it fully in that way. Um, but they do such a, you know, such a good job that it, you know, feels like a great ensemble piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In uh, Israel Broussard, I think is the guy's yeah, name. Yeah, plays, plays Carter. Carter. He's yeah. great. Yeah. He's he's also really charismatic and fun to watch on screen. And, and and Rachel Matthews as Danielle is a scene stealer. Man, she is yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, she is. And, she, and she's like done nothing else. Like if you look at her IMDb, it's like happy death day, happy death day to you. And then I think she's working on something now. So she's, I don't, I mean, I, I she's kind of like Jessica Roth. Like I hope she gets more. Uh, you know, roles like this because I, <laughs> I would like to see more of her. That she could be typecast in this yeah. too because uh, when you play a role that this that is this specific, yeah. uh, then people are. I'm sure she gets 50 scripts. Oh, being sure. being the in the movie. And yeah. she's, you know, hoping to do something but, else. But she's genuinely funny. I mean, the stuff where they have that that whole, like, just throwaway bit about her trying out for... Well, she thinks she's trying out for Anne Frank, but she's actually supposed to be <laughs> Helen Keller. <laughs> and then they actually use that. It, it, it's, and it's kind of a silly scene, but they actually... That actually gets used later. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, a sort of funny... It, and this movie is so many different things, and it works. Like, it's a horror movie, slasher film. It's a science fiction movie it's a college comedy yeah um it's kind of a, a family drama <laughs> yeah and it meshes all these things together so well yeah yeah is I, this is this more or less of a horror movie than the first one it's less yeah, I, think. I would say it's less because is it there's moving out of being like a horror franchise do you think that's what it felt like to me it was like let's let's kind of you know, walk yeah, our way out I mean, of being a horror and, and franchise, I, and I and I and I respect I respect the crap out of I respect the movie for doing this because I and I've seen a lot of because I talk to a lot of horror movie fans on Twitter and stuff because I like horror movies. Um, I've seen people kind of being weary of getting in watching this just because they've heard some stuff that it goes away. But I I I, I think the if it felt that it had to stay trapped in a specific genre, I don't think we get what we get. I agree. I think we just get another Happy Death Day, and this, and so I'm glad it did what it did. I mean, you you're still gonna have Happy Death Day, and you're still gonna have that, which is which. I mean, but even Happy Death Day, 
it is a slasher film, but it's also a comedy. I mean, it, it's got a lot of other things going on in it. That's what's funny about looking at this on the IMDb where they sh- they give yeah. you the genres. They don't list comedy at all. And yeah. I don't know if that's because the studio is saying this is what it yeah. is or whatever. But this is more comedy than it is anything else. You're probably right. Yeah. Um, I think that's right. Yeah, because it's it's it, it goes about its its business just like any comedy does. It just yeah. happens to have these other elements. In I it. mean, I mean, honestly, Game Night is as much of a horror movie as this is. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, you know, the amount of kills uh, yeah. or violence yeah, yeah, yeah. or I don't know. It's... Yeah, I mean, you definitely in this though. I mean, you've definitely got which, and we if, I don't know if we want to get into negatives yet, but sure, you've definitely got the slasher uh, story storyline and. I think sometimes that feels like it's almost shoehorned in. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind it, but like when it actually goes, the the kill scenes are, I mean, the kill scenes are just different. And you also have that whole section where she's choosing to not be killed by the killer. Mm Mm-hmm. So she kind of goes through that whole Groundhog Day section mm-hmm. where she's just, uh, well, she's killing herself. I don't think that's a spoiler because they show some of that in the trailer. But, um so that there's like a good 30 minutes where you kind of forget there's even a killer out there. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then and then and then it's like, oh, yeah, well, we got to get back to this. And that's the reason why I I, I had I couldn't completely. Yeah, just yeah like, I, I wasn't 100 percent loving it was that particular yeah. subplot. I, I will say, though, the way they make I, I think they still are able to fairly make that work, though, as far as who the killer is which we can talk about in spoilers, but like I actually didn't mind that. I thought that was actually kind of a cool because um, I don't know how much we can talk about. Uh, we're, yeah, we'll talk about okay. it in spoilers. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But I mean, I thought that was actually cool, kind of a parallel to the first one. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Yeah. There was one, my negative is actually one I can't really talk about a lot until we get into spoilers too because it is story-based and it does have to do with the Rachel Matthews character. Yeah. It's going to be an exciting podcast um, for people who haven't watched these movies. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, there is there is something that happens with her subplot that felt unnecessary to me and was handled strangely for mm-hmm. me. Uh, and so, yeah, I'll talk about that more. When yeah, we I, I think, uh, yeah, there's another there's another bit I thought kind of got thrown in, but then le- there was a few things. There was so much going on in this movie, and it was only in like an hour, 40 minutes or something. I don't actually know how long it it's was. It's exactly an hour. Is it okay? Because yeah. with previews and stuff, I never know. I know I was in there for about two hours, but um, there's so it's amazing how much they pack into that hour and 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like there were certain threads that got opened and then never got brought back up. Or, or handled weird just because right. the way that yeah so yeah it's interesting in that way but i will say this it is a blast to watch you're gonna laugh you, a mm-hmm. ton. you should see the first one well you should see the first one anyways because it's great but uh I, I think it'd be really hard to watch this without have seen the first one barrett do you Although have any questions recap, no i just want to i want to see it and, and even after i'm spoiled um i will still want to see it because <laughs> I, I adored the first one and i think chris did we see it together uh no. around the same time I, I saw it with my brother in arkansas so. oh i got you but but yeah we, we i just came out of there thinking like i like you said i haven't had this much fun with this type of movie in forever mm-hmm. um i always have an, a bit of an issue with this remaining pg-13 because i think they could go a little bit further on more like screams like yeah, scream. yeah um not that i'm you know begging to see more blood or anything like that um but yeah, so I'm super excited about it, and yeah, it's exciting. Mm. Uh, I think that's a huge recommend. Yes, from huge. all three of yep. us. So totally, uh, definitely one you want to check out. Anything else before we move on? Any other non-spoilery points that you guys wanted to make about it? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I'm good. 
All right, uh, let's head on to the next part, uh, which is the SIFT quest. Before we do that, though, just a reminder that SIFT Pop is supported by you as a SIFT Pop member at Patreon, patreon.com slash SIFT Pop. If you want to go support, it starts at three bucks a month, comes with some pretty fun perks. Uh, you get a bonus episode with most of the shows that shows up in your podcast feed. Uh, as well as a monthly video hangout, all sorts of fun stuff. Plus, you make Sif Pop possible for 2019. Some fun stuff going on. You can check it all out at SifPop.com. And again, if you want to be a member, that's Patreon.com slash SifPop. All right, the Sif Quest this week comes from Twitter, says this. Are there actors or actresses that despite being in multiple movies or TV shows, you still see is that one character from a movie or show? Uh, I'm really curious to hear you guys' answers on this. Barrett, since you've kind of been hanging out in the background listening to our reviews, what are some, what's one of your answers? Well, I wanted Chris to go first because I might have, I might have yours. Oh, I don't think I don't. You probably don't. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, uh, but I will go first. Okay. Just to just to get it out of the way. Um, I I thought about this question for a really long time, and every time I came up with an actor, I was like, well, he he or she does do this and that and the other thing, and like they I can't, do other things. Yeah, they do other things. They, they do the things. Um, well, that's kind of the point. Is all that the they things. do other things, well, but no. you just can't get that character out of your head. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm I'm getting to that. Is that is that even even with that? I mean, they do just enough different work that I don't just see him as that one character. Even Daniel Radcliffe, who is always going to be Harry Potter, that's right. a good one. Like I would I would be like, eh. I mean, he woman in black. He's completely different. Uh, in uh, uh, Swiss Army Swiss Man. Army Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, these what was the rom com he was in? Um, Oh, I loved that movie. Was it What If? Or, yeah, What yeah. If. Did any of you see that? I have no, but I everything I've seen, seen to your point has been not blatantly anti Harry Potter, but I've seen so much since that I'm like you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, immediately I go to Harry and, Potter. And and I think my answer is not really ultimately true, but it 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 does. It, he he's still in that for me, and it's it's uh it's apropos to this episode. Christoph Waltz. Ah uh, yes. Uh, because Christoph Waltz is always Inglorious Bastards to me, even though he does a completely different turn in Django Unchained, and then you know I've seen him in like Green Hornet and uh, what else was water, he? Water for Elephants. Yeah, <laughs> Water for <laughs> Elephants, stuff like that. Like when he showed up in Alita, I was like, oh, there's Hans Landa, right? You know. And so I'm still that way with him, even though I've seen him in I don't know a good 10, 15 movies. Yeah, that's and a I great seen choice. Him in like, that is a very good choice. I haven't seen him like just be completely different. And it's yet. so funny. I he's actually on my list. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to say him or not, but uh, I thought about that exactly when I was watching Alita because that that question popped up in my head, and I was like, oh, what about Christoph Waltz? Because I always think of Landa, and he had a crazy. I mean, he had a huge career before. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, it was foreign films. I mean, he wasn't here, but. Um, Obviously, Tarantino knew who he was um, mm -hmm. to go get him and put him in that. And that's a great role to be remembered for, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's a great answer. Yeah, no, good answer. What were we going to say, Barrett? Okay, so Jeff Bridges has two speeds. Okay. And only two speeds. For the most of his career. All right, I'm, I'm talking post-Starman. And I thought of him. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you why I didn't. Well, can I tell you why I think it is first? Yes, okay. I'm going to let you do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But I just wanted to say something real quick okay. before you did it. Now, go ahead. You're okay. done. Uh, okay. So he's got two speeds. Two characters. Rooster Cogburn and the dude. Okay? Uh -huh. So in Tron Legacy, he's playing the dude. 
in uh, in uh, Bad Blake, uh, uh, Crazy Heart. He's playing Rooster Cogburn. I- even in great roles like Hell or High Water, he's playing Rooster Cogburn. And so those are the things that I can always he, – he'll telegraph his performance by being in either one of those two speeds. So – yeah, I wasn't gonna go farther on that. I was gonna let you talk. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to say that there was one. There was, so the vanishing is a movie that I kept. I thought right. of where he's not either of those characters. King Kong, that seventies version that of King true. Kong, um, against all odds. Yeah, yeah, he's in a lot of these roles where he maybe he's 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 just he's playing an everyman or whatever. He does have that two speed thing a lot in a lot of movies that's why you always think of the dude or mm-hmm. rooster cogburn or whatever in a lot of these things but ultimately i didn't land on him because of the other ones that i thought of well it's an interest it's an interesting answer because it, it's kind of a play on the question itself which is like they're always known for one thing and you're like what's interesting about bridges is he's kind of always known for two things you know well, he's known for two things so i'm cheating twice uh he's known for two things but and it's and it's only post those movies so post 1998 and post true grit was 2010 2010 yeah um really at that point it really was bifurcated like he's gonna play one of those roles and it's odd to me because he did yeah something like starman and uh mm-hmm. and even the first tron and yeah that was uh, another movie that i thought it was starman yeah jagged yeah. edge yeah, no, I, yeah. he's got a, even in, uh, what was the bomb movie? Blown Away? Blown Away. Blown Away. Where he's, <laughs> well, he's actually playing sort of a different, well, actually. Is no, he the villain in that? No, he's not. Tommy okay, Lee, jo- that's right, Tommy that's Lee right. Jones is, but uh, there's a there's another character that's like the vanishing character, and I'm trying to remember which Arlington one. Arlington Road? It might be Arlington. Now, Arlington Road, he's still, he doesn't oh, have an accent, right, yeah. though. There is an accent, right? There's another but performance I think he has an another accent somewhere, but he's, I can't remember. He's an Irishman somewhere, isn't he? No, you might be still thinking of Blown Away. No, 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 yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so so it's it's weird that it's it's a moment in time where you see this pivot and uh, and uh, you well, know everything before is a little bit. Uh, you're obviously forgetting about R.I.P.D. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> he was Rooster Cogburn. <laughs> yeah, he R. was R. Rooster Cogburn. Yes, he that. was. I also think though, late seventies, eighties. That's when he's getting in. That's his prime, and he's. I think he's. I think they're trying to make him more of like a a, a lead actor. So I think he's more of a movie in that kind of movie star phase during that period, as opposed to doing these interesting characters. Not that he didn't do interesting characters in some of those movies. He definitely did. But I just think that's a different phase of his career. I think once he gets into Big Lebowski and Rooster Cogburn, I think that's when you start seeing this is what he's getting hired for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be age, where he's you know not getting offered as much. I, I don't know. But I definitely, I think you're right in the later career. Did which, you which see, lane did was you- he in in Stick It? Oh, never man, I don't even that. remember. <laughs> he's uh, the, the one where he's yeah, the, he's the I, gymnastics coach? Yeah, I've seen it, but I I, he, I think he was in everyman mode and stick it. <laughs> That's funny. Did you see uh, Bad Times at the El Royale? No, I haven't. Because I'm, sure, I'm not sure if he falls into one of those in uh, Bad Times. Which one he, would it be? Yeah, he's kind of a mixture, maybe. <laughs> he's a mix. <laughs> yeah, he's Rooster I'm the gonna, Dude. I'm going to bridge he's, these two. Dude Cogburn? It is some variation of yeah. one of those two, I think. You think so? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think it's completely different. But that's a weird... That's but a you mi- also have, what, Fabulous Baker Boys, and you yeah. have Tucker, Man in His Dream, and all those. But, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's after after Big Lebowski and after True Grit, mm-hmm. that's where we start seeing just a... a uh, I guess a one or the other. But bad times, bad times is also one of those weird movies where everybody's got secrets. Mm-hmm. So it's like the characters they start out as aren't the characters they become. So you're, they're kind of playing close to the vest. It's always hard to. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And then personally, 
he's morphed completely into the dude. If you see interviews with him, if you saw that rambling speech of the the Golden Globes, he's the dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what about you, Jonathan? What's one of yours? Um, well, I, I thought Waltz was a great one. Um, I was having a hard time not going to television, so I tried really TV's hard. He's great. Go yeah, for I, it. I, well, I, I might if I might mention that if we're mentioning some alternates, but I did want to say uh, this is and this is kind of a weird one because I don't know how big of a career you guys are going to think he's had. Although I think he's had a pretty big one, but um, Timothy Dalton. <laughs> yeah. I will. I just I, no matter what I see him, and even though more recently it seems like he does more comedies than anything, I just I, I can't get past Bond, and maybe because he was kind of my first Bond. Same here. Because I was those are really yeah those are the wow. well those are the first two I saw in the theater, and I don't know I might have seen a couple other ones before that. Like I'm pretty sure I saw Spy Who Loved Me or something, mm. but uh, those were the first ones. That, my mom was never a big Bond person, so that I wasn't really watching those as, at a young age. But I did go see Living Daylights and License to Kill, and License to Kill. Uh, it might surprise the people is one of my favorite Bond movies. I know that's not a real popular one, but it's mm-hmm. actually one of my favorites. It might even be like my top three or four. Um, I'm a huge and I'm a huge Bond guy, but um, I, yeah, Timothy Dalton's one of those guys. I just I thought about going, and I don't want to. I don't think I'm gonna accidentally take yours. I thought about also Stallone mm. because, and maybe this is just because he's played the character eight times, but it's really hard not to see Rocky Balboa. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I like no, Stallone. Totally. Like I, I've always considered Stallone to be very underrated. He's a very talented writer. He's actually a good director, and he's a, he's a good actor. He's made some really poor decisions sometimes. I think you're forgetting about Stop or my mom will. <laughs> mm-hmm. He showed. I, I think he. Yeah. I think he's forgotten about Stop. Right? Mm-hmm. Have you heard the story though? That's supposed to be one of those where it's rumored to be one of those where Schwarzenegger had his agent leak that he was going to do it. Oh no, I hadn't heard that. And then and then actually to see if he could get Stallone to do it because mm-hmm. he had seen the script already and everything. And that supposedly that's, you know that's true. That's got to be true. Well, <laughs> they've admitted, job? and they've admitted they did that to each other. Yeah. Well, and 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 Schwarzenegger was was always sort of a prankster too. Even if yeah. you watch Pumping Iron, where yeah. he's like he's like basically playing <laughs> Lou Ferrigno the entire time, and, and and he's just like he know Schwarzenegger basically knows he's going to win, but he's putting all this stuff in Ferrigno. Knows head of a, you know it's so funny but yeah but I, i'm gonna go, yeah timothy dalton i guess is my answer because that's just like i just i can't he had a career before bond he's had a career since bond he's actually a really good actor i know he's really well regarded uh amongst the theater and film crowd but uh he's just he's always james bond mm-hmm. every time i see him yeah i, and I think I, I think for me and i've got several choices here but i think what happens is if something gets locked in your brain especially in an impressionable yeah. age like it's hard to shake that. For sure. Um, I think a real great experiment with this whole idea is the cast of Friends. Just to go through mm. that. That was the first thing I thought of. Because mm. like uh, Matt LeBlanc is just Joey. He's mm. tried other stuff. I, it doesn't matter to me. He's I always a, see him he's as got Joey. A show on now that's like right. in its third season, and I've, I've never even heard about it till like six months ago. Yeah, is that uh, man with a plan. Something like that. I yeah. think that's right. I, I think almost said right. man on a ledge. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but even Matthew Perry, who's done yes. many television shows since Friends, he's just he's Chandler, right? And David Schwimmer, definitely. Lisa Kudrow, also. Those were. Ones I that think the in only one that's been able to break out uh, is Aniston, right? I mean, I, Courtney Cox. I, I, I mean, at least for me, maybe because I'm such a Scream fan. I mean, and, and she did have a she did do Cougar Town, so. 
Yeah. But I but I still see what you're saying. I mean, but again, I think first and, and, and foremost for most people, it's going to be Monica. Well, and again, it's a very personal thing, right? Like just because, you know, Monica hasn't been able to break out of Monica in my brain. Yeah. Maybe she has in yours, you know, and so you can watch a movie yeah. with her. And, and I, I thought Seinfeld was the other one I thought of that. That was kind of the same. Thing. Well, and that is actually Seinfeld. <laughs> like mm-hmm. his, the role but he just, plays. But even is... like even like Michael Richards, uh, Jason oh, right. Alexander, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would guess Julie Louise Dreyfus has probably done enough, but she's always Elaine. I mean, every time I see her, I just think of Elaine. Mm. So. But I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. No, no, you're good. Uh, So I went to things like Mark Hamill. He's always Luke Skywalker. Like, I know he's been in a ton of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just, I always, oh, look, that's Luke Skywalker. Like, always. And his his casting is almost always, seems to be an allusion to that. It's either Jay and Silent Bob strike back, even in Kingsman when he shows mm -hmm. up. It's kind of more of like a a nerdgasm type thing that happens when when he shows up in a movie. See, he's always Corvette Summer to me. He's a professor in Kingsman. (laughs) Oh, that's right. He gets blown up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. In the first one? Yeah. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. He's that. almost unrecognizable. Yeah, okay. But he's still Mark Hamill. So I can go through my other choices. Did any of yeah. you have alternate choices or anything you wanted to mention? I had one more. I'm sorry. You had one? No, I don't. Uh, I had one more Michelle Rodriguez. Sure. It is oh, always yeah. going to be you know the tough chick from uh, Fast and Furious. Yeah. I mean, really, you could pick anything. Girl it, fight. It could, <laughs> it could be girl fight. It could be the Resident Evil movie. It could be you know uh, uh, Fast and Furious. But I mean, talk about, like, even in a music video, Demi Lovato yeah. music video that we did recently, like, she's in it as the tough bike riding chick. Oh, yeah, you know? that's uh, confidence. Confidence, or, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Which is in Happy Death And Day. it's like, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen her in a romantic comedy. I don't think I've Mm-mm. seen her in, like, just a drama. I'm sure she's done these things. Uh, but she's always the tough chick. And she's... I'd probably most associate her with uh, Fast and Furious. I, I agree. Sense. I agree with that. Have you seen Widows though? No, she is really good in Widows. Is she a tough she, chick in Widows? No, she. I mean, she is. I mean, she's definitely not like a superhero like she is in the Fast and Furious movies, but uh, she's definitely tough. But um, that was a role. I, I really. I don't know. She's one of those. I don't know how much I liked her. Uh, like a few years ago, and I and I really kind of like her a lot now. Like she's she interests me more now than she used to for whatever reason. She didn't interest you in Girl Fight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I don't. I'm trying to think if I've even seen Girl Fight. That oh, might be one I've I missed. I sure have. Okay. Um, Multiple. Times. Oh, but I'm sorry. Uh, you were, Christopher Reeve was one. Yeah. Superman, uh, the late Christopher Reeve, and then the only other one I had. Uh, speaking of TV, was uh, I grew up on Three's Company, uh, so John Ritter. I mean, I, I can't think of him as anyone other than Jack Trevor. Mm. And he and he actually had like a pretty decent film career. I mean, and he was in other TV shows that lasted multiple seasons. And yep. I yeah. still he's always just Jack to me. The Great Turn and Sling Blade too. Oh mm-hmm. yes, yeah, he's great. In that. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay Pro- tuned. Problem remember, Child. Yeah, I remember those. <laughs> no, he did a Blake Edwards movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, yeah, Skin he, Deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, Wesley from The Princess Bride. Uh, oh, Carrie Always. Yeah, Carrie oh, Always. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I he'll pop up in Liar Liar or whatever. I'm like, oh, it's Wesley. Did yeah. you read? Oh, did, ho, 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 did you read ho, his ho. book from a couple years ago? No, that he actually no. wrote about the. It's a or really, Twister. It's, it's Isn't he really, in Twister too? Yeah. He's in Twister. He's in Saw. He's sure. in Glory. It he's doesn't in, matter. He's always Wesley. He's in Robin Hood, uh, Prince and Tights. Hot shots. Even shots. even like when he's trying to like. Uh, kill and rape and uh, Ashley Judd and kiss the girls. You're like, uh-huh. oh, that's Wesley. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, Wesley, what happened to you, Wesley? Like I'm saying, Why, you just leave her alone. It's locked in your brain in a weird way. I watched that that movie so much. That's yeah, it's crazy. a great movie. You know? But it, he's had such a recognizable sure, film sure. career. He just can't. I just he can't unlock himself in my brain. 
Wow. So yeah, that's an interesting one for me. Well, and then I'm the uh, same with Andre the Giant. So yeah. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mila Jovovich is always yeah. uh, from Fifth Element for me. I just oh. watched that movie oh, really? so much. I thought yeah, you were gonna Leo. say. I thought you'd say Resident Evil, but yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, no, and that and that's probably yeah. a new one for a lot of people. But even that, I'm like, oh look, Lilo's got some work, you know. Or, I thought so. you were gonna say The Messenger. I was about to make <laughs> yeah. that joke as well. Yep. Joan of Arc. But this is probably the one for me, and maybe even the most surprising for you guys, but Michael J. Fox will always be Marty to me. Yeah, like, I actually I just, rant thought about that, too. I can't, like, and I know he's done, I loved Spin City, even, the TV yeah, show. I Spin City was great. It was I was like, what Marty's doing, did man. You, did you watch Family Ties? Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's because when I was thinking about Michael J. Fox, I was like, do I think of him as Marty or do I think of him as Alex, Alex. Keaton? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and because Family Ties came first for me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and so, like, I used to watch that show all the time. And then when he was on uh, Back to the Future, I was like, hey, that's Alex Keaton. Mm-hmm. And then you, I started running down, like, Doc Hollywood and all that. He does have, basically, he's one of those actors that sort of plays same mm-hmm. in yeah. everything. So, like, well, it even, could be any, either or, yeah. really. For me, it probably is Alex Keaton because even in something like Spin City, which I loved, you could see that being Alex Keaton grown up. Like that's mm-hmm. the job he's doing, right? Because that would be a perfect job for Alex mm-hmm. Keaton. So, but I, but I do agree. I mean, he's definitely got that kind of. It's it's the two. It's like Jeff Bridges. He's Alex Keaton and Marty McFly in one. But in Teen Wolf, he's a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> How do you explain that? And in Teen Wolf, in Teen Wolf Two, he's Jason Bateman. Yeah, that's crazy. That died. That really died. It was somehow. I think it was a cognitive dis- <laughs> disconnect because we're like, yeah, we all have stories. But, yeah. <laughs> but, and I'm but, probably the only person that's but, watched. But Team I was. Wolf but, but if I had hit, if I had heard that, like, I think I had, was see, a, I think there was a delay in my brain, and I was like, oh, that yeah. that's funny. Why yeah, did yeah, I see, laugh? <laughs> my mom didn't take me to Bond movies, but she did take me to see Teen Wolf two in the theater. So, ah, yes. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, great choices. Um, we would love to hear your choices as well. And if you have a SIF quest that you want to send us on, feedback at SIFPOP.com is an easy email to do that. Or you can tweet at me, at Aaron Dicer, or at SIFPOP. Either one will work. And if you need more space for your question, feel free to DM me on Twitter. Uh, I leave those open just for that occasion. Uh, and thank you very much for that question. All right, we're about to finish up, guys. We just got the buried treasure left. So what is that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you go first? Um, Okay, so mine is a podcast. It's called uh, Sif Pop. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) No, this... uh, (laughs) It's... uh, there's a new podcast. It's only two episodes old, I think, of this recording. uh, It's called Best Movies Never Made. Um, I am fascinated by... uh, Uh, movie projects that went down the road and were like almost made or you know went past like the idea stage and actually had like people were hired to write scripts i mean probably uh the nick the tim burton superman is probably the most famous one right now for most people but um i just find that fascinating and now there's a podcast where uh three uh, i think it's three guys that are that are in the industry in various ways um are are interviewing people or just discussing the history of some of these movies and that, I think it's every other Monday it gets released, and uh, there's only been two episodes. The first episode talked about uh, the Steven Spielberg's original concept for E.T., which was Night Skies, which was basically like a horror movie, mm. um, which turned into E.T. And then they even talk about E.T. 2, which if anyone has never heard about the script that uh, Steven Spielberg and um, I can't remember the lady's name that wrote it with them, but they wrote a script for E.T. 2 that is just absolutely bananas. Uh, mainly because E.T.'s like not even really in it. 
Um, so curious how that would have turned out. And that was actually more of a horror movie. And then the second uh, episode, they interview uh, the great Adam Rifkin. By the way, sorry to interrupt. No, you're was, good. It, was it Melissa Matheson? Melissa Matheson, yeah, thank yeah, you very okay. much. Uh, the late Melissa Matheson, right? Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But um, uh, the second episode, they talk with Adam Rifkin, who's a filmmaker, writer. He's been involved in a lot of stuff. And they talk about, like, there was a there was an 80s uh, Planet of the Apes that was supposed to come out that never got made. Uh, a Where's Waldo movie. And uh, one of the many, many versions of He-Man. I think you could write an entire book on these He-Man movies. Because mm-hmm. it is insane to me how many of these have gone into some kind of stage <laughs> and never been made. But I don't know. I find that fascinating. If so you, out of the multiple ones yeah. that have been in development, yeah. we, that was the one that we got was Masters of the Universe? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> that might have been the first one in development, well, though. Well, that's probably but why they're where, not where green they don't, Where they don't <laughs> even have it on Eternia. They put it like in L.A. or whatever. Yeah, it was in Indiana. Indiana, wow. Did you guys uh, see the TV show? With, um, speaking of Courtney Cox. That was half animated, half live action, and it was uh, Sudeikis. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, that uh, that was on Fox, right? Yeah, yeah. I did never see it. And it was kind of like a He Man esque universe that these animated. Oh yes, yes. I don't remember what it was from. called, but I did I, see it. Yeah, I, I thought that show was hilarious. It but, was pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyways, but if you're interested in stuff like that, I think this podcast is great because it's just it's a it's a really detailed you know and dive into these film projects that never you know became something so. the best movies never best made. movies never made yep sounds good Fair. son of zorn son of yes, zorn that's that is it, it. Yes. Oh, yeah uh i watched two movies recently that i've been debating on whether i want to talk about them here one is called chloe and because it's so sexy and i want to get into how sexy it is <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm going to save that for is, our podcast is that the, Fair enough. Is that the Fair enough. Quick, is that the adam mcgowan movie yes okay i've seen um that. The other one is is one that we talk a lot, a lot about on our show, uh, but I think it's generally underseen. It's Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, of the Coen Brothers movies, I think it's probably uh, you know in the in the middle to bottom tier for most fans. Right? You're going to talk about Fargo, and you're going to talk about it's Raising top Arizona tier for me. So, like but yeah. Well, it's at the tippity top for me, and I decided this last night. I watched it again, and I think it's literally to me. A perfect movie. It hits all the right beats. I love it. It's got all the best performances. It's got music that works, except for one very, very glaring, weird part. And that's within the KKK rally where they're doing uh, Ralph Stanley's O Death, um, which I don't think works there. I think it wor- it would work much better in the uh, when they're digging the graves. Mm. But that song is amazing. So the entire journey... Uh, especially how George Clooney, John Turturro, and uh, and Tim Blake Nelson play off of each other is just gold. It's it's absolute gold to me. Now it's been 19 years. I love it just as much, if not more, now than I did back in 2000, and it is glorious. If you I, haven't seen it, you got to watch this. It's I a, need to rewatch it. It's been probably a good 15 years since I've seen it, but I really like it. Yeah, see, that's that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Is that I I just assume that everybody's seen this movie a million times, like I have, mm-hmm. or, or listened to the music. But yeah. I think there's a lot more of you than there is of me. Do yes, the opposite of John Turturro when he says, "Do not seek the treasure." <laughs> you you must want seek to the seek the treasure in this case, especially <laughs> since we're in a buried treasure. Segment. That's right. That's also, right. John Turturro in this. Is, I don't think I've ever seen him like this before. Like no. in this particular character, he is so malleable. It's funny he has a line where he he says he wants to open up a fancy restaurant, get dressed in a bow tie every day, and that kind of thing. 
and he's basically describing his character from Mr. Deeds, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, and and it's, it's crazy that he plays that exact character later on. Oh, and I it was, And you might have alluded to this a little bit. I apologize if I missed it, but it was also a very popular movie at the time, which is kind of weird that nobody discusses it anymore. Well, and the song blew and it, up. Well, yeah. it's been, yeah. and especially here, like in the South, and probably more so like in Kentucky and stuff, I can remember it was talked about a lot mm-hmm. and i think it actually made money especially for because coen brothers did. movies don't make a, a ton of money yeah typically. it was a hit yeah, yeah. i think uh, a lot of that had to do with george clooney mm-hmm. um but man it's so good it's my number two it's my number two cohen what's number one uh hudsucker proxy i love wow hudsucker's your first it's my favorite cohen i mean brothers i love movie. it i, I wouldn't I, put it number it's one. a very per- it's a very personal thing mm-hmm. i just it's, i love that movie it's so somewhere much. in the middle for me because there's a you I'd well, put above it. the thing is about Hudsucker Proxy because I love it too. Uh, is that is that very few other people like Hudsucker Proxy? Yeah, there's mm. they're they're out in the world. When you say Hudsucker Proxy, people look at you like you're talking about one of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> yeah, and or they have no idea. If, what yeah, it is. if they even recognize <laughs> well, it in the first place. I, I, I'm usually talking with people who know movies and like. Um, and so like they're oh ugh, that's terrible. I like intolerable cruelty better than that. And you're like, <laughs> yes, yeah, no, what? yeah. That, I was gonna say intolerable cruelty might be the only movie movie of theirs I genuinely dislike. Yeah, it just mm. it, it doesn't feel like there, a Coen Brothers. There's movie. a few that I don't like as much, like Lady Killers. But there's stuff in Lady Killers I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but yeah, see, I feel that way with Man Who Wasn't There. That's mine that I feel like mm. nobody ever talks about. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, and I like that one too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's more Great. than most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just I yeah, Hudsucker's got that the Paul Newman performance. That feels like Jason Lee. Performance. That feels like an Aaron Dicer movie. It, it's so is. I, I need to, I need to watch that you again know, too. It's been for so kids. long. Yeah, you can consider this my resignation. <laughs> like, but like, uh, what is it? Uh, what was their first movie? All of a sudden, oh, Blood Simple. Yeah, like Blood Simple does not strike me as an Aaron Dyson. <laughs> Blood Simple's fine. No, Blood Simple's awesome, but, yeah. uh, and it's also kind of got that Hitchcock thing. So maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, very nice, good choice. So, oh, brother, we're out there. Uh, so no, he's not done. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Chris. What do you got? Uh, I, I talked about this on the uh, year end in the Sincast, uh, but um, but uh, Priceless, which I saw on movie. Um, uh, is a, is a really great movie. Um, Audrey Tattoo is is the one that you've heard of. The the other guy's name like Gad Almale. I don't know how to spell it. She was she, she was in the Da Vinci Code, right? Yeah, oh. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally Da Vinci Code. Um, and uh, but it's uh, it's about this this gold digging woman who's like with this guy, and um, who's with this rich guy, and she sees the main guy in the bar in the bar one night and and thinks that he is he because he's dressed up and he's like just and he's a bartender he's dressed up and he's sleeping on one of the chairs inside the bar she thinks that he doesn't work there and so like he puts on this air of being very wealthy and she ends up sleeping with him and uh and she thinks okay i'm gonna jump from this one guy to this other guy and uh and uh, actually, actually, I think it's just a one night stand. Then it's like another year goes by, and then she comes back to the same place. Uh, then she sees him again and thinks, "Okay, I'm going to jump to this guy." Um, uh, he obviously is not wealthy, but he soon finds out that okay, I'm going to I'm going to have to spend a lot of money that I don't have to try to keep her around. And he runs up this huge bill uh, trying to keep her around. 
um, and he's about to get thrown out. He's going to be fired, obviously, from the hotel because of what are you doing, uh, all this stuff. And then a, a sugar mama comes in to rescue him. Oh. So, like, he's got – he's dating – He's dating her, and she's dating some other guy. And meanwhile, they both have these like these secrets that they tell each other during this. Thing. He's it's it's hard to really pin whether he's wanting to get her back because he knows he's a gold she's a gold digger and everything. But their dynamic once they're not together is really interesting and fun. And I I can't recommend this movie enough. Priceless, priceless. That sounds amazing. The the movie. Yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Did you ever see He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not? Yes. That's another weird like Audrey tattoo. I love me some Audrey tattoo. And that's, and that's a really that's a that's yeah. a really dark movie too. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. She plays a very different character. Uh, <laughs> How I, old is that Audrey tattoo? Uh, she's forty one. Uh, no, 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 no. She's forty. She's forty two, going on forty three. So she's my, she's our age. She's is he right? He's a machine. I I don't know. I love this game. I love this game. I think I think that she would be in my high school uh, class. That's how that's how close she is in age to me. I think she was born in seventy six. Here's but, here's one but, for you that I know the answer to. Mm-hmm. How old is Jessica Roth? Jessica Roth was born in nineteen eighty seven. So she's thirty two going to be thirty two this year. That's amazing. Yeah. That's wonderful. And yes, he's right. I know. That's amazing. That's wonderful. And, and Audrey Tattoo's got like the Selena Gomez face. She still looks like she's freaking twenty seven or something. Yeah. yeah. Well and that Jesse I mean, Jessica Roth, I mean, you know, she's thirty one. Yeah, I, I, I thought like she was twenty two. I thought she know? was in her twenties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Nicely done. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff. Uh I'm gonna go I'm gonna continue my streak. I think it's five weeks in a row of recommending something from Netflix. Uh, I have to add my voice to Russian Doll. Uh, I think I think I Russian Doll is so good. Uh, kind of goes with what you know we're talking about with Happy Death Day to You and Groundhog Day. It kind of follows that same repeating day formula, done in a, another interesting way. It takes some turns. Has anybody seen it? Anybody else? Seen I, have, I haven't it? watched it yet. It's, right. my, it's my next on the list. Oh, thing. it's a high recommend. Um, it is interesting, fun. It has something meaningful to say. Um, if you have spent any time in New York, my understanding is it's very New York City, uh, really mm. gets the locales and the feel of the people right, all that kind of stuff. Um, so It doesn't take place in Russia? No, <laughs> no, not at all. No, just a reference to the nesting dolls. That's yeah. all. Mm. Have, have any of you guys started, I know it just came out yesterday as of this recording, has anybody started Umbrella Academy yet? Mm-mm. I'm just curious. I read that graphic novel recently and thought it was very, very strange. But I will uh, be checking out the Is show. Is that a Netflix? Yeah, yeah, just premiered. It'll yesterday. probably be my buried treasure next yeah. week. <laughs> it just seems, to be, <laughs> seems to be the way it's going That's, uh, lately. Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance, isn't it? What Umbrella Academy? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Yeah, I will say I will say Russian Dolls. Natasha Leone. Who yeah, you who's may great know from um, Orange Is the New Black. Uh, and she is, it's, I've never seen her like this before. And she's, she kind of did the whole thing. Like she, you know, produced yeah. it and directed some of it. And, um, and so it's got her. And I'm really sorry. She is so good and has had so many good movies. And I just freaking said American pie out of everything. <laughs> I don't even like that movie out of everything I could have said. I could have said slums of Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could have said, you so, could have, could have said so many things. Yep. And I said American Mr. pie Chance. out of the bag. American Pie 2. Well, mm-hmm. we did it, guys. We did a podcast Yay. together. We did a Sif Pop in the Sin Studio. It's amazing. <laughs> I know. Well done. Only well one done. curse word. <laughs> yeah. There was? It'll I think I I think I cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled a Norm McDonald. Nicely done. Very proud of you all. 
Uh, thanks so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media, or you can just search Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to the Sin guys for hanging out this week. Uh, Barrett and Chris and Jonathan. Thank you. Any of you Thank have you. Uh, anything you want to send people to or let people know about? Where can they find you on the internets? You can always go to YouTube and go to uh, Cinema Sins on YouTube. Music video sends on YouTube. TV sends on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Uh, featuring the talents of Aaron and Jonathan. Thank you. Um, and we're on Twitter. Yeah, we uh, have a Facebook called Sincast presented by Cinema Sins. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, a, a, a Discord that uh, mm-hmm. that uh, is uh, between Patreon members and uh, and uh, Aaron knows more about it than I do. Um, <laughs> but, we have uh, a, we have a MySpace page that I personally run. Absolutely, go. it's got a it's got a lot of your tasteful nudes on. Yeah. it. Yeah, it does. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and my, my Christian Bale fan page. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, we don't have a MySpace page. <laughs> uh, what about a LinkedIn? Is there a LinkedIn you guys want to promote? All right. We got everything in there. And much love and gratitude to our supporters as well on Patreon, uh, giving to make Sif Pop a real thing. Support starts at three bucks a month. And you get access to every bonus episode as well as some other fun perks, including a monthly video hangout. Also, your support going to be directly helping Sif Pop expand in 2019 to some fun new areas. You can find out more at patreon.com slash siftpop. Lots of ways to connect with us. You can comment, rate, or leave a review at iTunes, which we appreciate, or just email us, feedback at siftpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time your movie loving friends will probably like the show too so make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than memorizing quantum physics in a few weeks spoiler chat for the movies this week up next and we'll be back next week to review how to train your dragon three the predators were playing the ducks and the predators were up like four to one or something i can't remember what it was but like it was one of those periods where just like just anytime the ducks shot the puck it went in and and like I was like and I was just like so frustrated and I was like ah this won't destroy my TV <laughs> and I threw it right at it and it just like just made this yeah, yeah. spider web crack on my screen. Because that's where oh. you said something too like well it happened or this happened. Yeah yeah exactly and um <laughs> and yeah yeah in general you just you don't throw things at TVs that's probably especially the, the, that's the probably TVs the life lesson eventually. They're not strong. Like, yeah, they're not no, they strong aren't. no, I didn't. I mean, I had, I had before a high def TV. I had those, you know, standard televisions yeah. that everybody had, and you could throw anything. Oh yeah, those are glass, you man. Could, you could those throw are... the TV. Yeah, and it would be fine. Yeah. So I thought, okay, we're in 2000. What was that? 2012, 13, somewhere around there. Uh, the TVs are still very strong, and I can throw a wallet at it. That's amazing. Me. And no, it didn't. Now, people will not believe that story is true. <laughs> no, of course not. But it's so specific <laughs> that it has to be, right? The wallet. Yeah. The breaking of the actual TV. Yeah. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.